P-S-N-Y. We're back again. The Fantasy Sports Playbook, Sabo, Dotto, and Lawrence. What did you preach last week that turned out to be true in week one? I just preached, man. You got to play those matchups and you can't worry about the names. And it just it ended up working out working out last week. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I didn't think he'd throw a football very well. But saw the Miami Dolphins and I was all over him and he went bonkers. Yeah, Dak Prescott. That's the story, really, of week oh, one, right? Dak. Oh, that he is not that good. So many people are going to fall into the Dak Prescott trap, and it's going to come back and bite him in the butt. Well, I mean, that's the story. These, these quarterbacks who just haven't yet proved it in reality, even in fantasy, tearing it up. Dak, Lamar, uh, Kyler Murray, who I wrote off. I didn't even see the fourth quarter. I thought they got destroyed until you let me know on the text that, no, hey, that ended in a tie. Yeah, that was one of those games where it wasn't pretty, but fantasy-wise, you look at the points he got you, and you'll take it every day. Now, I would advise people, don't jump on the Arizona bandwagon yet. If if they're getting those points out of the structure of the game, it, it pertains more to real football than fantasy, but with within the structure and without with outside the structure are two very different things, meaning... Once a team has a huge lead and they start going, not prevent defense, but loose defensively, they, they get out of their game plan. And for some reason, something clicks on the other side and they just start racking up points. And I haven't watched that game yet, but I, I suspect that's what happened for Kyler and uh, the young coach over there. Yeah, they started off awful. It was an awful start to them, and Detroit kind of took the, uh, the gas off the pedal and they just... They, like you said, they didn't play prevent, but they were kind of letting him do the dink and dunk, and then that's where Larry Fitzgerald came in, where Larry Fitzgerald went off yesterday. He had like eight catches or 11 catches for 130 yards and a touchdown, and it's a lot because, like you said, it was game script. The team let him get back in it, and they they won on a roll. It wasn't pretty, but fantasy-wise, you're going to take the points you got from the Arizona guys. Murray, Johnson, Fitz. I don't expect it this week, though, against Baltimore. That's a completely different story. Now, you wrote something for ESNY, sorting out the ballers and the posers. Who's real? Who's not? Give give that one to us. All right. So, some of the ballers after this weekend. Marquise Brown, the wide receiver, the wide receiver from Baltimore, the rookie, he was compared to Deshaun Jackson coming out. Small guy, but it's fast, and nobody can keep up with him. And he showed exactly that against Miami. Miami is a awful football team but they have a pretty strong secondary so what he did was legit i'm buying into it he had four receptions 147 yards and two touchdowns big thing is people got to realize he's just going to be a younger deshaun jackson he's going to have his big games like he does now and then he's going to have games where he's going to throw up a couple duds for four for 60 yards and you're going to deal with it how about what do you got adrian peterson too AP, I love AP. He he was a healthy scratch this week because obviously the teams don't carry three running backs if the third running back doesn't play special teams. That was Adrian Peterson, but now with Darius Geis out, AP is going to be a monster in the next couple weeks. He finished last season eighth, which I don't think many people realized last year. He finished eighth last year in rushing yards at 1,042. 
He had seven rushing touchdowns. He was the 19th best fantasy running back last year. He's going to be a baller. He's going to go. He's going to go bonkers. They're going to give him the ball 20 times a game, and he's going to do his thing for the next couple weeks until Geis comes back. They say it's only a couple weeks of Geis, but from a guy that's coming off an ACL surgery and it's another knee problem, it's just not something I'm looking forward to if I'm a Geis owner. I'm done with Geis. I'm done with these guys who get hurt constantly. I, I just like I, like we said in the first podcast, that is the number one attribute for any fantasy player availability some guys are just gamers like a christian mccaffrey who never misses a damn quarter and some guys just get hurt and they're not there for you and i'm just done with guys at this point yeah so my i mean if you have them in a dynasty league what you're gonna have to do because no one's gonna want them now you're gonna have to wait for them to come back and hopefully you can he has a couple good games and get rid of them running backs with continuous knee and acl injuries oh it's not fun and like you said i'm done with them too i'm i'm off the bandwagon uh john brown i think was your left no tj hawkinson and john brown those two yeah i, I love both of them so tj hawkinson kind of he's not a rob gronkowski build type guy but the lions trapped him i believe the ninth pick this year and that sh- sort of sort of told people for the fantasy season what they think of him you're not going to draft a tight end ninth when there is so many good defensive players out there especially for a defensive head coach like they have that they wanted them to get involved. They don't have a true number one. Um, Marvin Jones and Galladay are nice receivers, but they're not someone they can count on for 10, 15 catches in a game when you need it. Hawkinson, Hawkinson looked good last night. Nine catch. He had. He led the team. He was second on the team in targets of nine. He had six receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. He's not one of those tight ends that are just going to you know, move the chains like a Jason Wynn. He's going to get out there. He's going to catch the ball over the middle, he's a he's a great tight end. Even if you have the Kelsey's, the Ertz, the Kittles, you still need to add this guy, and he might be playable every week from this I Him, Evan Ingram, he might be my number five tight end for the rest of the year. He looked awesome in this game. Oh, he's a stud. Um, I actually drafted him in two leagues and, and then started thinking, you know what, rookie tight ends usually don't bust out. So yep. I dropped him for Andrews. So I have Andrews across the board in all my leagues. And he's another one, too, if he's available. Andrews is a stud. I wrote about him in the GPP play. Andrews is a good tight end. Yeah, but Hawkinson is legit. And got scared off, and I went and I had carry on, too. So it made more sense to go with Andrews. Yep. But Hawkinson is a stud. There's no question. And who was the last one there that we discussed? John Brown. John Brown. He's always had a talent. When he was in Arizona... And they had Carson Palmer and that huge year that David Johnson went off. They had a pretty legitimate offense. And a lot of that had to do with they had Larry Fitzgerald, but they also had John Brown, who can take the top off the of defense. His biggest thing has been injuries, and he's had that sickle cell trait, which has stopped him from having really reaching his full potential. But apparently now they have it under control where it's not going to really bother him. I don't think they play in Denver or a high-altitude area, which is where that sickle cell is really going to affect him. So as long as he's healthy, Josh Allen is not a great quarterback, but he can throw the ball deep, and that's what John Brown does well. He What did he do last week? He had 10 targets, which I love to see. When I'm looking to add a guy who I'm going to put on the ballers list, it's going to be the targets, man. 10 targets, I love that. Seven receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, the yards and the touchdowns you can't really predict, but the 10 targets and seven receptions in a PPR and even in you know a non-PPR league, that's a guy you can get behind. I'm all about John Brown. He can be a solid wide receiver three for your team. And, again, Josh Allen's not the greatest quarterback, but he'll throw it deep and John Brown will get it. 
Yeah, when he was in Arizona, they also had a Jerron Brown, and it was yep. just it was annoying as hell. Oh, Jay that was Brown, so two Jay Browns, yeah. And then uh, posers, uh, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. You know, didn't really know what to believe Sean McVay when he came and said they're kind of kind of split carries, and it kind of looks like they are. Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown at 12, 11 rushing attempts. But the thing that I don't, I'm not really buying into is all of his value came from the two touchdowns that he scored, and. Now, next week, if they give him the ball again on the goal line and he's a goal line back, then he needs to be added. He's going to be like a LeGarrette Blunt, where he's going to have these 10 touches, 50 yards, and a touchdown or two a game. Obviously, he needs to be rostered. But for now, I'm kind of just pumping the brakes a little bit. I need to see a little bit more before I, I add him. But if you are a Todd Gurley owner, this guy needs to be on your team. Because if Todd Gurley gets hurt, you're going to... He's going to be a top 15-ish running back. And this is a lesson for a handcuff lesson for everybody. Henderson, Henderson, Henderson. He's yep. the handcuff. No, that's a separate position. He's the third down back. That is a separate position. And they cannot. They can be handcuffs, but in most cases, they're not. Yeah, that that's an excellent point. Because I always hear people, you know, oh, when the Bears of Montgomery gets hurt, you want Tariq Cohen. No, you don't want Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen didn't even see a carry. He was all... He was just targeted. He's basically a receiver that lines up in the backfield. It's an excellent point. Yeah. yeah they're separate. They're, this is not the 90s anymore. This is not the early 2000s. There are two different types of running back positions in today's league. And um, maybe 20 years from now, it's that's the way fantasy lineups are going to be, where there's a regular running back and there's a third down running back slot. Yeah, I've, I've seen leagues now where you don't even draft the players you for running backs. You just draft the team. So I, I got invited to this league, and it's like, well, you just draft the Los Angeles Rams running backs or the Green Bay Packers running backs, and then whatever they get for you as a unit, that's what you get. I hate that. but Yeah, I hate that, that too. That, that gained steam with quarterbacks in the 90s where mm-hmm. it was team quarterback. Uh, but I, I don't like that. That takes the fun and the strategy away from the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. There's no strategy in that. You just, just take teams, running backs, groups, and no, 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 no. Yeah. And finally, the Packers and DJ Chark yeah, are so you the, on your posers. Yeah, the posers. Dream Bay, I think they were 1% owned heading into the last week. Now, some leagues, they allow you to add mid-game, which is ridiculous. But there are leagues that I've seen people actually talk to me about. Like, well, Green Bay's defense is going off. I could literally add them as the game's going on. They did Excuse a me? lot. Yeah, you, have you ever seen a league like that? So no. there's, there's no... There's no lock on free agents on waiver wire. You can literally, if a guy, you can, now if they're locked in your lineup, you can't get them okay. out. Well, you, you, on pick your up, bench, you could pick them up during the game, but then play them the next week. Yeah, play them the next week. You can't play them in the middle of the game. Like if That's someone has Sammy Watkins. Oh, That's it's stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. But there are leagues like that where you can do that. And some people, the, the percentage went up 2 or 3%, which is all that means. But I still need to see more. The Packers spent the whole offseason upgrading that defense. They drafted a safety in the first round. They added linebackers. And they want a more physical defense. This is what they showed against Chicago. I think a lot of it had to do with Mitchell Trubisky being awful. And I'm not buying in on them yet because defenses are so fluky week to week. So they got Minnesota this week. If they break out again this week and they hold them to like 10, 14, 17 points, then I'm going to put him in the baller category. Hey. But now, no. Speaking of Minnesota, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, look, he, 
talent's never been the problem with him. It's been he's one of those running backs with the ACL and knee injuries. He looked amazing this week. He's got as much talent as anyone in the game. And the funny thing is he's, he was never injured in college. That's yeah. the interesting thing. Yeah, he was one of those guys that came in. They're like, oh, this guy's never hurt. He's a work, you know, he's a workhorse. I mean, wait, 21 for 111 yards and two rushing touchdowns, 26 fantasy points. He went bonkers. Now, with Sammy Watkins, if Tyreek Hill didn't get hurt, I'd put him in the posers list. But because yeah. Tyreek Hill is hurt, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough one if someone cut him right before the game week one. Yeah, see, now I should have put this, I forgot to put this on my articles. I put it on all my articles last year. All these players that are on the posers or ballers list, they have to be less than 50% owned in ESPN and other leagues. So, obviously, Sammy Watkins was someone that I want to put on this list, but he was gotcha. 75% owned. So, he was owned in a lot of leagues. Actually, I think he was a lot higher than that. He is, I'm looking at it right now, he's 94%. So, he was, he was rostered in every league before, but the problem was people didn't play him, which can't really blame people. Right. No, you put that in the article. I just uh, couldn't Oh, I wasn't sure if I did. It. No, yeah. but yeah, Sammy Watkins, he's absolutely, he's, Hill's going to be out, they saying for three to four weeks, might be longer. He's the number one. Again, he's kind of like the Dalvin Cook. Talent's never been the problem. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's, uh, Watkins came away with the, the high points total of the week. McCaffrey, I think, was second. Eckler. Yep. This is a .5 PPR, four points per passing touchdown. Eckler, number three. What do you think of Austin Eckler? Would you sell high on him pending Melvin Gordon? See, he got all of his value in the receiving game. He had 12 for 58 rushing and a touchdown, which is still a nice day, but six receptions, seven targets, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. I always liked Eckler, but he's a smaller back, so it's kind of hard to count on him to give you those consistent weeks of these big points ppr league has more value if you have them i'm looking to trade them though if somebody is looking to get rid of david montgomery if people are it sounds ridiculous but people are getting rid of their studs just because after one bad week if you have austin eckler if you can't trade him for you know 10 cents on the you know if you can't if you can't trade him for a better running back in the preseason then i would hold on to him but He's he's legitimate. He's he filled in last year for Gordon when he was hurt and he did well. So I like Eckler. I just you can't expect this many points every week. Who else are you buying in on? Who exploded? How about Marquise Brown? Yeah, Marquise Brown. He's he's the man. He's again Deshaun Jackson. Like he's again he's gonna have the huge games. He's gonna have the bad games. You just got to deal with it. He, this was probably gonna be his best game of the season, and ninety five percent of the people missed out on it. It's going to be a lot of up and downs with him. Just get just get prepared for that. Yeah, Marquise Brown, a lot of these receivers jumped off the page, uh, it, which does happen a lot in week one, and we yep. tend to forget. Um, Watkins, Marquise Brown, John Ross from Cincinnati. There's another one. Yeah, John Ross. He's another, he's another big play guy. Just got the right defense. Seattle's defense is awful in the secondary. I That's one of the reasons why I said to – I really liked the Cincinnati receiving core this week. So 7 for 152, or 158 and 2. Great game. He's more going to be like a 5-catch, 80-yard type of guy. So I'm not buying into John Ross either. I'm just, I'm staying away from John Ross. How about McLaurin? I don't know if I'm saying that right from Washington. Are you buying him? Uh, no. Philly, as an Eagles fan, they play... Some of the defenses they call for the secondary is just 
awful. They are so bad in the secondary. I think that was more of a matchup thing. Case Keenum, I'm not buying the Case Keenum either. That was, again, bad. It's That was all about the matchup. I'm not buying into him. I'm not buying any Washington wide receiver. I'm just staying away. You're not going to win fantasy games playing Washington Redskins receivers. Now switch to the quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott's a bum. I am not buying into Dak Prescott. He's a bum. This is the best game. Best game of his career. Giants secondary is awful. The Giants look lost last game. They look... I've never seen... They started off with that great first drive. And then after that, they looked awful. I am not buying Dak Prescott. Scott Trey or any other quarterback you can awful. I do not like Dak Prescott. Now, here's the thing that flies under the radar. Jason Witten. He is an extra lineman out there. Oh, he, yeah, absolutely. He, he makes that offense so complete when he plays compared to a year ago. And Randall Cobb, um, he really completes that receiving core as well from the slot. So, you know, Prescott, as it, depend, it depends what the, meet, what the definition of buy means. Um, are you buying him as a QB1, maybe 11th or 12th guy, or no, still outside the QB1 range? I'm still outside the QB range with him. He's more like... He's still going to finish as, like, the 14th and 15th best quarterback, maybe even later on. I mean, Zeke only got 11 rushing attempts this game. That's not ever again. They weren't going to run him out there for 20, 25 times like they usually do. This was just a bad Giants team going against Dak Prescott, who he's not going to do this good again. He's awful. Stay away. Sell him off. He's not going to help you win many more games. How about are you buying Tom Brady as a QB1? Tom Brady, man, Tom Brady, he's on the borderline. But the problem with him is the Patriots just run the ball. They couldn't run the ball against Pittsburgh, and they still ran the ball. They just kept giving him off, giving him off. I mean, Tom Brady, I like him. See, the problem is, no offense to the Jets or the Dolphins, when they play the Jets or the Dolphins, I don't expect those games to be very close for the whole game. So they're going to be and kind of run down the clock mode so nobody gets hurt. So in four games against those two teams... Gonna run the ball a lot. Same against Buffalo. He, he's just gonna. <sighs> I like Brady in the right matchup where they're predicted, where they're projected to score a lot and shootout games. But other than that, he's a good second quarterback to have the fill in when your team has a, your starter has a bye. Top twelve might be the highest I'd put it. I wouldn't put him much higher than top twelve. That would be like the absolute most I'd put him as top twelve. Switching to the running back, uh, saw some good performances. Saw Josh Jacobs. Oh, Josh Jacobs Tear it good. Up. He's, I mean, that's another thing. Denver has a good defense, too, especially at stopping the run. So that should tell you a lot about how confident they are. I was big on them on the preseason just because r- rookie running backs in the first round average like 235 carries or 250 carries a season. And just off pure volume, if he's not awful... He's going to be a good running back. So I am buying Josh Jacobs. If you have him, congrats. And if you can trade for him, I would do it in a heartbeat. He looked unless, really good. Uh, unless your name is David Montgomery, in which case you get three carries a game. That he They can't be that dumb. They have to give him the ball. And speaking of that, I just pulled off a trade in the Dynasty League we referenced in the first couple episodes. Chris Carson, the monster for David Montgomery and Cooper Cup. What are your thoughts? So you got the Montgomery side because you traded Carson. I love it from your aspect because, again, you mentioned to me, Carson's got the injury history. He's never played a full season. He's always banged up. And now they're running back with banged up knees. And Montgomery, they're 
Chicago is not one of those teams that you're like, well, they're going to do the wrong thing every time and lose. They Nagy's going to put it together. He's going to look at the film. He's going to go back. He's going to average about 15 to 20 touches a game, and you're going to have a number one running back. I love Montgomery. If I, if you can find a team that's willing to trade him, I would jump on it immediately. Yeah, I think Montgomery's going to drive me nuts for the first few weeks, but eventually I think it'll pay off. Montgomery and a solid receiver to keep for the long haul. Um, if it wasn't a dynasty league, I probably wouldn't have done it. But considering it's dynasty, I'm okay like, with that. And like we mentioned, Green Bay's defense before, they loaded up on defense. So either Green Bay's defense is really good, so that kind of made sense. And it, I, again, they're going to feed them the ball. They have to. They're not. They're not going to put up three points again this week. Yeah. Do you have any uh, buy low, sell high candidates at the moment? Well, some of my buy lows are again Montgomery. Love Montgomery. I, see, I keep seeing people wanting to trade him. Do not trade him. Trade for him. Another couple buy lows I really like. So I, I see people trading Saquon Barkley, which baffled my mind. A couple buy lows. Let's see. Who else do I like that's a buy low? I still think Baker Mayfield's a buy low. I think he's better than what he showed this week. But again, he got hurt. How about Mike Evans? Will, will owners panic on Mike Evans? Everyone always panics. Mike Evans had diarrhea before the game. They said he was sick, he had a stomach illness, and I think that had something to do with it. I would buy Mike Evans. My, there's a reason why you draft these guys in the top three or four rounds. One week should not change all of your preseason readings and statistics and research. Buy Mike Evans. He's going to be fine. He's going to finish as a top 12 to 15. His biggest problem is going to be Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston looked awful. Where do you... St- you know what... It- where do you stand on Marlon Mack? Oh, I did not see this one coming. Marlon Mack was the most game-dependent running back last year, which means when the Colts were up and winning and they handed him the ball, he did great. When they were down, which wasn't a lot last year because they had Andrew Luck, they didn't give him the ball because he's not a good pass catcher. So this game, maybe with Jacoby Percent, they trust him more? I don't know. I would trade him. If somebody offers you something like Montgomery for him, or even an Aaron Jones form, I would take that in a heartbeat. And how about the Kansas City backfield? I am not oh. buying McCoy. He, oh. I, I watched that game. He looks slow. Um, the holes are gaping. I am not buying McCoy. No, that's a situation. There's few. There's a couple backfields in football you don't want on good offense, which is weird to say. Like the Eagles, that's just Darren Sproles was the man guy there. Again, it's Kansas City, like you just mentioned, McCoy. Oh. I am not buying anybody in Kansas City in the running in the backfield. There's just no they. If you have three running backs, you don't have any, and that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, a couple guys I would I would look to sell high on are Eckler, and yep. I like Eckler. I like him, but that Melvin Gordon could destroy the whole thing for him. Absolutely. So I'd look to sell Eckler. I'd look to sell David Johnson. You know me. You know Ooh, we don't sell DJ, huh? We don't agree on the Arizona situation. I I would look to take that fourth quarter flurry and sell. Hi, um, Ingram probably as well. Yeah, he was he was driven by the touchdowns. Yeah, he was driven by the touchdowns, and anyone could run behind that line in that offense, especially against the Dolphins. And um, that I would was... buy Todd Gurley. A lot of people are, are already down on Todd Gurley. He had fourteen touch, fourteen rush attempts, and he had ninety-seven yards. The dude did work when they gave him the ball. I don't know if they're really going to do a back. You know, a committee back there, but 14 for 97 is nothing to sneeze at. If he scored a touchdown, 
nobody would be even batting an eye at it. I would buy Todd Gurley because you know there's owners out there that saw Malcolm Brown had 11 touches. He only had 14. Buy Todd Gurley, man. He's going to be a monster. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's no way you can give up on Todd Gurley right now. Um, sell high for the receivers. Probably Watkins. I would sell high. Take advantage of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one week blow up. Um, who else? Yeah, sell, Hilton, sell Watkins. I don't know. I, I think about Hilton, too. Yeah, Hilton was definitely, a, again, two touchdowns. When someone has two touchdowns, that just makes their number eight for 87 and two touchdowns. That's a little... That's not happening again, especially with Jacoby. Yeah, have you uh, thought about week two yet with Daly, or still too soon? I've looked at. There's a couple. There's a handful of plays that really stick out to me. Now this week, what I love to do is in Daly. There's always recency bias, which means if a guy had a bad week the week before, people do not play him. <clears throat> do not play him the next week. And there was so many players that I liked this week that had bad week ones. And I'm going to play in week two. So, for instance, Ben Roethlisberger looked awful. 27 for 47, 276 yards, and no touchdowns. Give me all the Ben Roethlisberger this week against Seattle. Andy Dalton just looked like Joe Montana against him out there. Yeah, and they're home too, right? It's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep, and he's a huge home road split. He's him and Drew Brees. You play Drew Brees at home. You play Big Ben at home. And then you just enjoy the fantasy points. Because no one's going to play him. They're going to see, they're going to see Seattle. They're going to see he put up 10 fantasy points last week. Big Ben is a guy I love at quarterback next week. Are you buying low on Juju? Oh, absolutely. I am stacking um, Roethlisberger and Juju like crazy. That's what Bill Belichick does, though. He shuts out your number one option, and he makes the rest of the players beat him. He's still at 6 for 78 on eight targets. I mean, Gilmore is probably the best quarterback in football, and he still put up a decent amount. Again, if he scores a touchdown, he gets 19 fantasy points. No one's complaining. I would buy high on Juju. Juju and Big Ben is probably the quarterback-receiver duo that I'm going to run out there in most of my lineups this week. I still can't believe the Bills allowed Gilmore to get to free agency. I still can't. How the hell? The Pats don't do damage in free agency, but when they do, it, it's it's a home run. I just don't get it. If they could have had him and White of the Buffalo Bills at cornerback, they'd have the best one-two combo probably in the last 10-15 years at cornerback, and now they just let them walk. They're idiots. Yeah, what, what, the, what the Patriots do, the things they do the best in the NFL are these. Man-to-man -man coverage, route running, and blocking. Those fundamental aspects, they do the best in the league, and it's not even close compared to other teams. So it's just driving me nuts seeing Gilmore out there because he drives so much of what they do. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, and any other plays you're thinking about already, or no? We gotta next week. wait until the next one. No, I mean, I'm down. I mean, I can give you a couple more. Sony Michelle had... 15 rushes last game for a whopping 14 yards for a total of 1.4 fantasy points. Pittsburgh's defense is awful in the secondary, but they are very good at stopping the run, and I am expecting the Patriots to win this game maybe by 67 points. So they're going to run the ball a lot, and I'm expecting a lot of Sony Michelle to do that, and that's usually how the Patriots work in the backfield. The guy has an off week, and he just kept getting stuffed at their line of scrimmage. They're going to feed him next week to get his confidence up, especially a second-year back like Sony Michelle. Love Sony Michelle this week. Yeah, the Patriots have transformed into a, sort of a power-running team. They use the fullback a lot compared to other teams. Uh, it's, it's a throwback, and it works for them. Yeah, and another running back I really like who had another bad, again, when we do our next show, uh, all my plays are going to be guys 
that are stepping up in a bigger role because of injury or they just had a bad first week, and I know players aren't going to play them. So on Johnson, 16 rushes for 49 yards, 8 fantasy points. The, the Chargers just got ran all over by, I believe it was, now I'm having a brain fart. I think Indy. it was, yeah, Indy, yeah, Sony, yeah. Marlon Mack, they want, they, Marlon Mack just went bananas on him for 25 attempts, 174 yards. Carryon Johnson's better than Marlon Mack. And he's yeah. just, he's going to run all over him. I, I, again, he had 16 touches, which isn't ideal, but 16 touches just means he's still involved. They were looking to get him the ball. He had two targets. I think Carryon Johnson's going to go bananas this week. Yeah, it should be interesting. I, I got Carryon in two of my four, uh, three leagues so mm. they, you know the split with cj anderson is frustrating and now in the dynasty i got uh dalvin carry on and montgomery so if care if cj anderson and mike davis keep on getting carries it's gonna drive me bananas there's no way cj anderson he's too chonk he's too big of a boy he's not gonna be able to handle again he he wasn't even on a team last year until the rams decided to pick him up and uh, there's no way they're going to look at it. Carry on Johnson. They tied the Arizona Cardinals because they gave CJ Johnson or CJ Anderson the ball too much. Carry on Johnson is going to be a workhorse back for him. I'm buying in on him in any league I can get him. And lastly, one thing I was thinking about last night watching the Saints and Texans Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, both are studs, right? Hopkins was the number one or number two, depending on how you felt about Adams' receiver coming in. Michael Thomas was kind of falling outside the top tier at times. When you're deciding between these receivers, I'm thinking about it. Sometimes you just have to think about the outside factors. Hopkins is quarterback, Watson. Thomas is quarterback, Breeze. Watson runs, he gets hurt a lot. If anyone watching that game, Watson was banged up all game. Yep. So I think if, if I had to pick one of the two... I'm going with the guy, the the pocket passer who doesn't get hurt. I, I probably would take Michael Thomas over Hopkins. Yeah, I agree with that. I know it's the same thing. It's you're nitpicking, but at the same yes. time, it, you have to though when you're deciding on these guys. Michael Thomas led the league in catch rate last season. He had a hundred and he had a hundred. This isn't exact number, but he had like a hundred and twenty targets thrown on him last year. He caught like a hundred and seventeen of them, and he didn't drop any other ones. So he literally let like five or seven balls go all year, and he caught everything else I was throwing to him. That's how good he is. He's so underrated. And Drew Brees, he's a small guy. He's old, but he stays in the field, and you don't have to worry about that with him. Yeah, now listen, we're obviously nitpicking. You're fine with both. But when it comes to those decisions, start thinking about outside factors like that, like their reliability, like the quarterback and how often he gets hurt. It's just something I thought about while watching that ridiculous game in which – how the Texans leave 30 seconds on the clock, and it's still too much time. It's out, It's absurd in today's NFL. Oh, it really is. And again, if Sammy Watkins, you say you put Sammy Watkins on Jacksonville, nobody's going to touch him. Put him on Kansas City. He's got Pat Mahomes. He's the number one player in fantasy after week one. Yep. And Josh Gordon looked good, too, on that catch and run. Uh, the Pats, I mean, I, I can't take it. I can't take it being a Jets person, but Josh Gordon and Brown on the outside and Edelman on the inside. Are you kidding me? And like you said before, like how the Cowboys have Witten just in their blocking. That's what the Patriots are doing. They're just running out all these blocking tight ends. They're basically playing six linemen at all time. And so Brady's going to have 
all day to throw. And if guess what? One of those three guys aren't open, he's going to have James White, who's probably the best pass-catching running back in the league. Yep. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. Just when you're excited about football, you watch a Patriots game, and then it all comes crashing down. It's it's tough. I don't know how you deal with watching them and dealing, playing against them every year. I'm glad I'm just not anywhere near that Patriots dynasty. Oh, no. You guys, Eagles fans, you broke free from the misery. That Super Bowl, everything's gravy now from <laughs> two years ago. Everything. Yeah, trust me. I'm going to be riding that for the next 15 years. So Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, we'll get into more Week 2 stuff in a few days. Until next time. The Fantasy Sports Playbook.